Welcome to the Achieve Results Nutrition and Wellness Podcast, the ultimate guide to feeling and looking your best. Join me, your host, as we embark on an exciting journey to discover the power of nutrition, exercise, sleep, recovery, and mental performance. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted as we uncover the secrets to unlocking your full potential and living your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast, a wellness warrior, or just looking to improve your overall well-being, this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to elevate our performance together. So for today, we're talking protein. So these five fundamental P's that I've identified over time, working with literally like thousands of people at this point, some really incredible results. When you stack up all the results and you look back and you reflect on what's making people successful, and like, what are the simplest pieces of that we can take and every single one of us can implement? And I'm telling you guys, these are fundamental things that need to get done every day. So if you aren't doing them currently, you need to start. And it's always nice to get a refresher, or maybe you're going to find some things in here that you didn't really know about, even if you are a little bit further down the line, further down your process, obviously we can always be fine tuning. There's always improvements that can be made. All right. I finally finished the Arnold documentary last night. And that's something he talks a lot about throughout that documentary. People say he has the best body of ever. His whole thing was just a constant work in progress. It never stopped for him. Right? He, he built that thing over the course of 20 years kind of deal. He was so committed to the excellence piece of it. But again, it's not like a one day or a five day thing or a month or two. It's We're talking years and it's constant fine tuning and it's creating these processes. And these are fundamentals that we all need to master and we all need to be constantly trying to improve on. There are some specific steps that you can take to make sure you're burning fat and supporting your body's energy production. So remember, in order to burn fat and have more energy at the same time, we need to produce more energy. We don't just have energy. We wake up in the morning. It's all, do I or don't I have energy? We don't just have energy. We make it. All right. And this is extremely important to understand. Obviously, the more energy we make, the more we can burn. Now, there's an interesting (laughs) relationship here because obviously the more energy in the form of calories we consume, the more we will burn. But there's there comes a point where we're over consuming and then things go the wrong way. So we got to figure out what foods we can consume. We got to figure out the right type of foods we consume. We got to figure out ratios, compositions of the foods that we're consuming so that we can increase our energy levels without just shooting our calories through the roof. So that's the interesting thing. So how do we make sure that we're eating in a way that's supporting both our fat loss and our energy enhancement efforts? So our efforts to burn fat, but also not being like a miserable, like eagerly awaiting your next cheat meal is really the thing that we got to find the balance because what's going to happen is most of us will do the crash diet approach. We want the results now. We want it now. You guys have all been there where we just do that fast thing. We crash it out. We don't eat for a couple of days or we go on that the chicken and spinach diet for three days. And then we burn out so quickly. Our energy levels hit the tubes so quickly that we just crash and burn. And then the next thing you know, we're into the snacks. We're having these like whatever. We're going out for fast food and just blowing it up. And then obviously we get stuck in this kind of the in-between of I'm all the way in or all the way out, all the way in, all the way out. And we never make any progress. I'm going to talk about how to basically do it a different way, do it a better way, do it a more sustainable way and do it in a way where it's actually enjoyable for you so that you can sustain it. So quick backstory. I wasn't always a dietitian (laughs) and a sports nutritionist. All right. So basically how I got into nutrition is I was a hockey player. So I was an athlete my whole life. I was a kid. 
just did all the different sports. I loved being active. I loved playing sports, being outside, running around, doing my thing. And never had to pay much attention to food, obviously, because I was a kid. I didn't care much. I was skinny because I ran around all day and played a lot of sports. So never put a lot of thought into food. And then I was lucky enough to get a scholarship to go play Division One hockey at a school called Merrimack, just outside of Boston. And I showed up there my freshman year thinking I was just going to dominate. And I was a hot shit. I was coming out of my junior league where I'd done really well and everything was going to be great. No big deal. And it turns out I was not ready. I was not prepared. I was not strong enough. I was not fast enough. I was not prepared enough to be a division one athlete. And I was very unhappy with my performance my freshman year. And that's what triggered me that I needed to get better. So it was really that first year after college where I decided I was really going to commit in the summertime to heavier, harder training. And I was going to try to make some nutrition changes. At this point, I'm this dumbass 20 year old, never thought twice about the food I put in my mouth. I'm just eating whatever's coming my way. Naturally, I figure I probably read some bodybuilding.com articles or something, which being a bodybuilder and being an endurance sport, strength sport athlete is two very different things. <laughs> but I didn't know that. So again, I basically just that summer tried to cut out some dairy and I figured, okay, if I eat less fat, maybe I'll be less fat and whatever. So I ate a lot of food. I ate a lot of protein, a lot of carbs, trained hard, worked a construction job, road construction, shovel and dirt all day. Long story short, I literally, within that three-month window, I totally transformed my body. I gained a bunch of muscle. I trimmed down. I lost a bunch of body fat. I got pretty ripped and pretty good condition to the point where people were asking me, like, man, what did you do? Like, guys that when I came back for my second year were like, holy, man, what did you do? So I told them, I was like, I don't know. I just started training hard, whatever. But what that did is that tipped me off, okay? And that was the where the light bulb moment went off in my head where I was like, oh my God, like I'm onto something here. I had always trained and I had always worked out hard and stuff. But when I started to worry about my food, things just went to a whole nother level. My energy went through the roof. I felt amazing. My performance increased. My body composition got better. I looked better. I slept better. All these different things. I was getting stronger, faster, all the things I wanted. And that was the eye opener for me. All right. Flash forward, I take that through the next three years of college. I go on, I play professional hockey for a couple of years after that. But things started to take a turn is that I got actually a little bit too crazy. And again, my intentions were always the best. I didn't have the knowledge actually to fuel myself as the type of athlete I was trying to be. So I ended up getting into all these crazy, doing stupid diet stuff. And when I was playing pro hockey and paleo diets and really under eating and overtraining, and I actually really just ran myself out of the sport of hockey. I got weaker, slower, definitely like I was tired all the time. I was having issues with like injuries and just like little, little things that wouldn't go away. And I just felt sluggish and like shit all the time. That was due to my diet because I was going way too heavy on the training. I was going way too light on the food and I just totally crashed and burned myself. And now it's shoulda, woulda, coulda. You can always look back and figure like what if or whatever. But that's the thing that thrust me into nutrition and dietetics. So I originally had a communication degree. I went back, got a new nutrition dietetics degree, went through all the schooling and stuff to become a dietitian because I've been there on both sides. I felt how incredible you can feel when you're doing it right. And I felt how terrible it can feel when you're not. And I just want to help you guys avoid that. I'm taking a more holistic view of this. There's many different factors that are going to influence your success. It's not just food. So I'm going to start with food. I'm telling you, I'm not trying to like brag, but I feel like I live in like the best version of my body and it feels fucking awesome <laughs> every day. I feel good wherever I go. I feel good when I walk into a room. That's what I want for you guys. This is not a me thing. I have helped many people 
get to this point where they feel super comfortable with their body. They feel super happy with where it's at. They feel like it's sustainable. Their energy is good. Their body composition is good. Their confidence, like self-confidence is sky high. So that's what I want. It's not just about calorie deficits or protein. Like we got to create a system. We got to create an approach here that's going to benefit you. To me, this is creating a total package. Like I said at the beginning, you can't just do one. All right. So many people are like, oh, just tell me what to eat and I'll do it every day. It's no, you guys aren't getting it. Like you're not understanding. There is a process to this there is life. We got to consider everything that's going on around us. We have to consider our mindset. We have to consider our planning abilities. We have to consider things that are going to be in our way every day. I can't just tell you, Hey, eat chicken, broccoli, and rice every meal. And you're just going to do it. And everything's going to be great. If that was the case, I would just say, Hey, here's your breakfast. Here's your lunch. Here's your dinner. Eat that same, those same three foods every day for the rest of your life. And life will be great. But we all know it doesn't work like that. So basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that total package nice, tight. We know everything that's going on. We've got all the variables controlled and we're not missing certain little pieces here that are obviously derailing us. And then, like I said, nutrition is not just food. It's obviously it's mood, it's preferences, it's mental performance, it's skills, planning strategies. And then obviously knowledge. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't know why you're choosing it. It becomes very hard to understand what and why you're doing things, right? Whether that's mentally, physically, all these different things. This is one of these things where we're doing it every single day, three to five times a day. There's nothing like food, like sleep is one of those things that we're doing daily. And then food, right? Food is a three to five times a day. All of the choices on us, we've got the ability to control this stuff. And the better we can do it, the better the result is going to be. And it's just that vehicle to the life we want to live. That's the way I see it. How's protein going to basically help us with our fat loss process? Here's probably the four like main things that it's really going to help with. All right. So satiety is the number one. All right. In any fat loss based diet or any fat loss approach diet, 99% of people are going to give you an enhanced, like an elevated protein, a high protein intake diet because it's great for satiety. So of the three macronutrients, we've got our proteins, we've got our carbs, we've got our fats. Protein has the highest satiety. So the more protein that you consume at any given meal or throughout your day, the better the satiety is going to be. So if we are looking for fat loss, obviously we have to be eating at no more than a maintenance level of calories. I do believe you can achieve fat loss at a maintenance level, but you have to be training pretty hard too. And then obviously, if we want to really achieve that fast fat loss, we need to be in a calorie deficit, all right? So the way to make that calorie deficit suck less is to be more satiated, all right? And that's what these first two days of this workshop are about, is the satiety aspect and how to really bulk up your meals, bulk up your food intake without the calorie intake getting bulked up too. So protein is massively impactful on the satiety. Then we've got the thermic effect aspect. So the thermic effect just simply means that your body actually burns calories in the digestive process of the food that we put into it. So when we're talking about protein um, versus carbs and fats, they all have a thermic effect because they're all food that our body needs to digest. But protein has a roughly 30% thermic effect, meaning that about 30% of all the calories you consume from protein are actually going to just get burnt in the digestive process. And then when we're talking about carbs, it's about 5%. And we're talking about fats, it's only about 3%. So those two aren't really going to move the needle for us at any given time. However, and I've done the math on this, if we're eating only 1500 calories, and we're consuming 20% of those 1500 calories are protein, if we were to increase that up to 40%, a day, you would burn an extra 28,000 calories a year. So it's only something like 77 calories a day, which doesn't sound like a ton. I'm only burning an extra 75, 80 calories a day from this. What's the big deal? The big deal is that you stack that up over time and everything with nutrition. I want you guys to realize everything 
is consistency based. It all matters about the length of time we're in the game. And that's why these like one month approaches suck because yeah, okay, they work for a month. And then two weeks later, you're right back to the old version that you weren't happy with. So that's why we want to make sure we play that long game. And this is a really great way, a zero effort way to play the long game. So if I can just increase my protein intake and replace my carb and my fat intake with more protein, I can burn more calories at a pretty high rate. So if I'm burning about an extra 28 to 30,000 calories a year, that's like a month's worth of food if you're eating a 2000 calorie a day diet. So that's a lot of leeway we just built ourselves right there. And then the third thing, and what's also very important, I always tell everybody, if you're going to overeat on something, overeat on protein. So if you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to like pay attention to what you're eating, maybe you are like counting calories and you're in a deficit, but you're just hitting one of those days where you're just super hungry, like you just need more food. So if we're going to overconsume, we want to overconsume the protein. And the reason why for this is that protein actually doesn't get digested and stored in fat tissue the way carbs and fats do. So carbs and fats get digested and the excess basically will get shuttled to adipose or fat tissue and it will get stored there for energy to be utilized later on, right? When needed. Protein does not digest that way. Protein actually gets broken down into its individual amino acids and those float around in your blood and they get utilized all over your body as like a structure molecule. They help with building new DNA, like production of DNA, and then everything out to your hair, skin, and nails. So it's just anything structure, DNA, cells, tendons, muscles, bones, brain, immune system, any of these things, it, it assists with all that. So that's the thing. So we want to make sure we're really doubling down on our protein for the satiety aspect. And then obviously the proteins not being stored as fat is largely important in what we're trying to do, which is fat loss here. The other thing is it's great, obviously, for the building and maintenance of lean mass. So muscle is way more metabolically active than fat. So muscle tissue will burn about seven to 10 extra calories per pound of muscle daily. All right. Whereas fat only burns about two to three calories per pound daily. So let's just say we put on 10 pounds of muscle, we lose 10 pounds of fat. That's an 80 calorie swing. And again, we're looking at another 30,000 calories. So if we add that 80 calories per day up of extra calorie burn, we're getting another 30,000 calories burned. So you add the thermic effect of your food. If we add our thermic effect of our food, which again, you know, when we increase our protein intake can be about 30,000 calories a year, then we talk about putting on 10 pounds of muscle because we're consuming more protein and taking 10 pounds of body fat off because we are consuming a diet that is promoting that and we're consuming this protein. So we've got a high satiety diet. We're not storing excess calories as fat. We're utilizing that thermic effect of our food. So then that way we get that we're building the muscle. And then obviously protein is the thing that we need to build muscle. We're building the muscle. We're decreasing the body fat. Now, and we've got 60,000 calories built up here, buffer, all right? So that's 30 days of food. So I may have misspoken there. 30,000 calories is only 15 days of food. When we have a 60,000 calorie enhanced burn, we're talking about an entire month of food burnt by doing nothing besides eating more protein, utilizing the thermic effect. And then unfortunately, we are gonna have to get in the gym and build that 10 pounds of muscle. That's where protein is gonna be so massively impactful for the fat loss portion here. So I'm trying to keep this pretty simple for you guys and just focus on the five main ones here, four main ones. But again, I think this is just simply just consuming more lean quality proteins in your day. And I'll tell you which ones I like best in a minute. We actually don't want to use protein for energy. Then how's it gonna actually improve our energy? All right, great source of calories. So calories, again, are obviously the main things that we need for energy. So if we eat a lot of lean protein, 
you can eat a lot of lean protein at only four calories per gram of protein, and you can get very full. You can provide your body with a large food volume. And then obviously we got to make sure that we're utilizing our proteins as a means of getting the proper amount of calories throughout the day. So obviously the more calories we can consume, the more energy that we're going to have. It's also a precursor to um, energy producing enzymatic reactions. There's a lot of stuff going on in your body, like chemical reactions, energy producing reactions and stuff throughout your cells where proteins are a part of that. So proteins play a role in the production of energy from your cells and also the nutrients that come with proteins. So when we're talking about chicken, fish, lean red meats, talking about eggs, dairy, whatever, even plant-based carbohydrates, lentils, beans, rice, all these things, they're packed with nutrients. They're packed with vitamins. They're packed with minerals, all things that are vitally essential to our body's energy production process. So if we're low on our nutrient intake, we're actually not going to produce the most amount of energy from the food that we're eating. So that's a crazy thing. And that's why I'm so big on food quality is because it's all good to hit your macros. But if the food quality sucks, your energy production is not going to be at its best. And then obviously our plant source proteins are really nutrient dense foods as well. So that's where protein is going to play heavy on your energy improvements. It's great for regulating digestion and blood sugar. So it slows the digestion of carbohydrates, which regulates your blood sugar. So we don't get these energy highs and lows and ups and downs and mood swings and all these different things. So the easiest way to prevent blood sugar swings is to consume a balanced meal instead of just carbs. So if you're having like just an apple, or just a bowl of oatmeal with blueberries or something like that in the morning, you run the risk of blood sugar spiking and dropping pretty quickly. You consume protein with that, it's going to be a nice leveled response and it's going to last longer. So your satiety, again, protein being huge for satiety, your satiety is going to be better, but also so is your energy and mood regulation. Enhanced recovery, that's huge. Like protein is the rebuilder and repairer of your entire body. So I am always going to hope to God that everybody who takes part in this stuff is physically active. I want you physically active as often as possible because there's just so many benefits to that. So you're going to be stressing your body. You're going to be placing stress on it and we need to recover from it. If we have the ideal amino acids, if we have the proteins in our body, our body will recover faster. Faster recovery will definitely mean better energy levels and you'll be able to get up and you'll be able to do it again the next day as opposed to slowing your recovery and maybe being stuck on the couch for a couple of days after a good workout because your body doesn't recover as fast. And less body fat means less inflammation. So body fat is the main driver of inflammation within the body. So if you're feeling like you're inflamed and you're sore, your joints hurt, whatever, take some body fat off, put some muscle mass on because it's no, obviously as your inflammation decreases, you're going to feel better. Your energy levels are going to be way better. And you're going to be a lot more likely to do the stuff that we need to do each day to continue to make this process happen. So these are the ways that we can improve our energy through utilizing protein, even though it's not an energy provider for our body, but it 100% is an energy precursor. So how much I would say a gram per pound of your body weight, if you're at a fairly normal body weight, or if you're like overweight and, or maybe just eating like at a calorie deficit, just aim for 35% of your total calorie intake. Those are probably the two easiest ways to do it. Yeah, people will say that's a lot. It is a lot. All right. And it's also worth it. So make sure you make it happen. I always tell my coaching clients, there's one non-negotiable I have. Don't miss on your protein. All right. I don't care as much about carbs. I don't care as much about fats. Calories can land how they land some days. We want to make sure we're eating ample amounts of protein because it is that important to this fat loss and energy production process. So I really want you to start tracking your protein intake. Use Chronometer app, just get the free version and you can easily count your proteins, do your weighing, do your measuring the best you can with your foods and start to get an understanding of basically, are you able to reach one gram per pound of your body weight? 
or 35% of your daily caloric intake, right? That's the big thing. We want to start here. We want to start aiming for these numbers. This is priority number one, remember. And then we want to start to take notice. What are the main protein providing foods in your daily food intake? Because we want to start to pick up on trends. What are the things we thought were providing protein and they're really not? What are the things we didn't know were providing so much protein? Maybe we lean a little bit more on those. And then we start to learn, all right, what are the things I just need to eat on the day-to-day? Because these are the ones that are really going to drive my numbers up, right? I've just trained myself to eat more lean chicken and things like that because it just shoots my numbers up. And I have no issues hitting my protein intake when I'm eating chicken breasts and things like that. If I'm avoiding those foods, I have a really hard time. So again, we start to pick up on what's helping, what's hurting essentially. And then pay attention to how you feel after consuming high protein meals and snacks. Do you notice a difference in your energy levels? Do you notice a difference in your satiety? Start to make note of this stuff, all right? Because this is all part of this process of building this ideal dietary process. So you're going to start to really pick up on trends if you do this. And also too, you're going to start to figure out, okay, am I consuming enough? Am I consuming too little? And you're going to realize a lot about yourself if you utilize the food log to just simply track your protein. All right. Have an awesome day, everybody. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The information shared on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Additionally, the opinions and strategies discussed on this podcast are those of the guests and host, and do not necessarily represent the views or endorsement of the podcast or its creators. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.